Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Maximum Octane. This is Kim Hickey here, and I'm super excited. I keep telling everybody, Charlene, I, I know I start out every episode about how excited I am, and they're probably like enough already, but I am excited because I get to pick who the heck I want to talk to when I want to talk to them. So what is there not to be excited about? So my my guest today is a friend and a colleague, and I've also had the pleasure of coaching her for several years um, when when she had her, her previous business. And so everything's kind of um, full circle. And so yep. now I work with her and um, used to coach her. And it's just, it's been a wonderful journey to get to see all of the things that you've gone through and overcome and all of that. So this is joining me today is Charlene Parlett. And I'm going to tell you a couple of her certifications and then she'll have to tell you the rest because it's an exhausting catalog <laughs> of, <laughs> and I'm still not like up to par on all my, where's my stuff from the hurricane notes and all of that good stuff. So we're, we're going to let you kind of say it, but I know you're a certified executive coach and mm-hmm. I know you're certified executive, you're a certified life coach, I believe. And I know that you are certified for profit first professional mm-hmm. and want to tell everybody all the rest of this stuff. Oh gosh. Well, I, I have all these certifications cause I love to learn that's you really do. the bottom line. I'm a accredited master of automotive management. That's from an organization called the Automotive uh, Management Institute. Surprise, yes, surprise. AMI stuff. Yeah. Uh, life coach, leadership coach. Uh, I have a slightly unique certification. I'm also a certified confidence coach. It always surprises me even today after 10 years doing it, how much confidence has an impact on the decisions you make, the steps you're willing to take, the risks you're willing to take, and the impact on your life as a whole. So that's kind of a fun one to have out there because I have that little bit of a different perspective. Uh, But the one I'm most proud of really is the executive coaching because not only did it dramatically change the way I do what I do professionally, but a lot of what I learned I could internally apply and change the way I saw my own life and myself and, and who do I want to be going forward? So that, that's the one I'm so, I'm the most excited about, I guess. That is awesome. And, and you're involved in another certification that we won't spoil what that is yet, but definitely when you get done with it and all of your projects, I want to have you back on to talk about it. And sure. 
I, I would just say Charlene's probably the only person I know that we'll get done with this huge project or training or certification and we're pulling our hair out. We're exhausted. We need to run away <laughs> on a desert island for like a week. And what is the popular thing to say now? And unpack everything and, right. you know, and, and kind of just get our head together. And you're like, great. When's the next one? What can I, right. and then you're just like five seconds later using whatever it is we learned. And then you're like ready for the next one. And the rest of us are like, Oh, please shut up. Charlene, give us a minute. We need a minute. Stop it. Right. But you're just like, no, no, more and more learning, more and more, which is, which is wonderful. So I, uh, the episodes are now on YouTube, or at least they're supposed to be, I'm told. So cool. you, you have a little bit of an interesting <laughs> decor there. Decor, that's right. So, so are the blue stripes intentional or do you want to? The blue stripes are <laughs> um, paints. Yeah, painter's tape. So my office is literally in the midst of renovation. It actually looks better than it did a few days ago. But the little white dots, that is, that's drywall mud for patches in the wall. And that's what the tape is. And sometime today, tomorrow, this weekend, it'll get painted and redecorated and reorganized. But right now I'm literally got just enough space between my fake desk and my real desk to move my chair back and forth. That's about it. Well, and if anyone, <laughs> anyone that knows Charlene the way I do, that this has to have her crawling out of her skin. And so, oh my if, gosh, if it's absolutely knew, driving me nuts. Absolutely. So the, the <laughs> fact that she can appear so happy and put together and sound so, you know, carefree mm -hmm. is, is, Really a testament to your fortitude. For it's sure. a testament to Xanax. That's what it's a testament <laughs> to. <laughs> so I have a pain. You want to hear a painter's trick I learned a long time ago that I just love? Sure. It's like one of my favorite things I ever learned in my life. You know, when you use the tape and sometimes like it leaks through and then you got to hand mm -hmm. do it or you have a wall that's not like it's a rounded thing or whatever. You mm -hmm. want to do different colors. <gasps> So what I learned is you you put the tape like to the edge of wherever and you paint the wrong side of the color in there first and you seal up there. And then when that dries, mm -hmm. you paint the right one. And so when you pull off the tape, it's a perfectly straight line. Excellent. I'm telling you, it's, it was a life changer <laughs> for me. So because I cannot stand when I see the little seepy through whatever mm -hmm. Lines yep. and I'm weird because I like colored walls and different colors and it's like you know. Are you gonna I love it when it's renovated? Then I'm not gonna. I'm Yay. not gonna tell you the secret color. So did you use a mood board? How did you come up with your? You know, it's it's really only been in maybe the last five or six years that I've gotten any real decorating taste, and I'm very fond of coastal colors. So when I was trying to decide what do I want this to be like? Well, I want my office to be someplace that I look forward to being in it for 10 to 12 hours a day because I am. And with that thought, I also said it needs to be the most beautiful house, a room in my house. And it needs to be a place that reminds me of things I love. And one of the things I absolutely love is the beach, uh, go into the Caribbean, anything that has to do with anything related to Mexico, the Bahamas, Jamaica, Costa Rica, uh, anything that makes me think about those scenery. So that's where 
the that's where the color came from. All right. So well, I'm I very excited. I can't wait to see it. And I'm sure that our listeners can. So when you get it done, <laughs> we'll have to post a picture on the site. So today you are uh, going to share with us about the WOW Forever WOW experience. So we love our acronym. So is that, can I call that the FWE, Charlene? Is that Sure. Because Forever <laughs> WOW experience is like a lot. So let's talk FWE. Let's, let's. Let's talk. Oh, a little bit of my New York was coming. Let's talk some FWE, Charlene. Have some coffee. So FWE (laughs) is really not groundbreaking. Okay. It's. Yes, I just invented a new acronym for it. What do you mean? So this is one of those things that really gets under my skin. I will have an amazing experience somewhere. I mean, really over the top. I'm the one putting the five-star reviews on Google and Facebook and driving all my friends nuts, telling them about this amazing experience I had somewhere. And then I go back the second time. And maybe it's not as amazing. So I think, oh, well, you know, it just really blew my mind because it was so fantastic and I, I hadn't experienced it before. So maybe it's not really, you know, a little less this time. I just know what I'm expecting now, right? And then I go back the third time and maybe I go back the fourth time. But if every time I go back, I'm not having that same fantastic wow experience over and over again, how am I feeling about that now? Now I'm going to be a little bitter because you set the bar so high and I had such an amazing first experience. I expect to have that same amazing experience over and over again. And this really hit home with me in in two very specific circumstances just in the last six months. Uh, The first was a restaurant. And I think a lot of us have probably had this experience where there's a new restaurant and you decide to try it out. And maybe the first time through was fantastic. And you go back and maybe it's not so fantastic. And I have a favorite restaurant near my home it's a Indian restaurant. Food is really, really great. And the first three, four, five visits were absolutely phenomenal. The food's amazing. The service was great. Uh, we were going frequently enough that they knew us when we walked in the door. And so you're like Norm. Was, you're like yes. Norm at Cheers. Yes, exactly. You know, they knew. You know, Charlene likes this particular Indian beer. They went ahead and brought it to the table. It was lovely. I mean, it really was over the top. And then things started to change. That manager apparently was a big part of that wow experience. And that manager moved on to something else. And when you go today, it's not dramatically less, but it's average now. The food's still excellent. But it's little things like how long it's taking to get the food, how long it's taking to get your order taken, Uh, the fact that they don't bring the food out together. They'll bring whatever dish is ready first out first, and then you have someone at the table who's uncomfortable and you're telling them, no, go ahead and eat, go ahead and eat, or else their food's going to be cold when everybody else's comes. You know, it's just the wow isn't there anymore. The forever wow isn't there anymore. So that one really stuck out to me. And I still go there. 
But I'm hoping that old manager shows up so we can say, hey, you know, things are not the same as since you left. And I think it's important to recognize in that circumstance, a person was the reason, at least from what I see, that they were having this wow So it wasn't a process. It, it wasn't, wasn't a process. process. That's right. That's okay. right. And then the second one, which is really near and dear to my heart and hurt my heart, was I had a very similar thing happen with a automotive repair shop. Now, for those who have listened in, they know that that's the industry that Kim and I work with. And this particular shop is not someone who works with us, but they had a great reputation online. And because I am a nerd when it comes to this stuff, I had called them and I had drilled this poor person on the phone, um, do you do DVIs? And like, no one even asked that because they don't know what it is. And then when she finally realized what I was asking, then I started asking, well, what, what kind do you do? And she didn't know. And I started naming off the companies that, that offer DVI service and on and on. So I really grilled this poor person before I would make an appointment and all the, all my boxes were checked off. And my first experience was fantastic. I got that DVI I wanted, lots of notes, lots of recommendations, really felt good about the conversation. And I'm an easy sell. If you, if you say I need it, I'm probably going to say, can you have it done by tomorrow? And it's a done deal. You know, I am the customer everybody wants. Okay. Had to go back a second time a few months later. They didn't do that DVI. And one of the things that I think you're going to put in uh, the podcast is a link to an article I wrote, which was directly from this experience called Where's My Pickle? And that's why I wrote that, because what made it such a wow was that complimentary thing that I didn't get the second time. And I was really upset. I wanted to know where it was. And then it didn't help on top of it was the person who checked me in didn't make the notes right or, or interpreted my words. Let's put it that way. They interpreted my words and it resulted in the technician only checking the thing that the interpretation implied was wrong with my car. Oh, my head's going to be on fire. I just had something very similar. And I knew there was something else wrong with the car. So when they called me, I said, tell you what, I'd like someone to check this too and then call me back. And sure enough, I was right. That other thing was wrong. So I basically helped them bump a sale by about $2,000, but I had to identify it myself. Oh. Yeah. So that, that wow wasn't there. That forever experience wasn't there. And then the third time, because I had to take it back, there was a noise and I was concerned it was related to the thing they had just fixed. And I had it towed in because I was that concerned about the, the noise. It got towed in on a Thursday afternoon. They didn't get to look at it till Friday. And Friday afternoon, they informed me that it was not the thing that I was concerned about and that was perfectly safe. But... I did probably need to look at X because it was making the noise. They didn't do the DVI again. And I ended up taking it to someone else who is near and dear to my heart, 
who I knew would really shake it down because that's what you do when it's mom. And what he found was not only was, no, it was not the thing that had been fixed, but it also wasn't the thing that they said it was. And he said, I don't even know why they thought it was that. And I said, I know why, because it was 4.45 on a Friday and they wanted to go home. And so I had these three experiences, same business, same employees. There was no difference in the people, but I went from, wow, I'm, I'm going here and I'm telling everybody else about this place to all you had to do was follow the same exact process you did the first time. That's it. You had to wow me forever at that point. And so I work with a lot of businesses that have a huge wow factor and they knock customer socks off the very first time you're there because they know it's the very first time you're there. But where we drop the ball is when we don't give them that experience forever. You know, you, you bring up a, a point that I think that drives me crazy. And it's one of my pet peeves is there are businesses and it doesn't matter what industry that yeah. pay much more attention to a first time customer or new customer than the other. They do it in restaurants. They swap out your coaster for anybody that right. doesn't pay attention <laughs> when you're at Outback or anywhere else. And the manager comes over and says, this is your first time here. If you say yes, they they refresh your coaster because they're putting a different color to -hmm. tell you. There's hair salons that put a different color cape. There's all Mm -hmm. every industry kind of has something that says this is a new customer. And it's like, why do you go through all of that trouble? Why not treat every customer every time like they're a new customer and give the same wow and give that same thing? But, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the business studies say that if somebody comes I know it's like four times, you know, they're likely to become like a lifelong, you, you know, there's right. all different numbers and depending what publication or article that, that you read, but it ranges anywhere mm-hmm. from, I think three times to like six times that they say, this is a customer for life. Like somebody comes six times, they're, they're there for life. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of businesses really think about that and they're like, oh, that's our customer. They're a regular customer. And I, Every time I hear that from someone, whether it's a friend in a roofing business or anything else, they're like, oh, no, right. that they can wait. That's, you know, that's one of our regulars. No, that's not why, yep. you know, and it's like we see it with cell phones and everything. I, it makes me crazy mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I'm a paying customer of something for years and right. somebody brand new doesn't have. And so right. it, it's just and you know what else, too, I think that irks me more, Charlene, than all of it for myself is mm-hmm. You recommend people based on experience. And so you were saying to your friends or family or whatever, hey, Mm -hmm. you need a this. I went to an amazing place. They did all this stuff. They're just, I highly recommend them. And then your friend comes back and goes, what the heck were you smoking? Why did you send me that place? This happened, Mm -hmm. this happened, this happened. And you feel horrible for them. And I almost want to pay for their dinner or their haircut or whatever it is because I'm like, I'm so sorry that I sent you there because, Mm -hmm. you know, people trust their friends. And if somebody gives that word and that, and I don't, I don't know why. (laughs) Well, the other thing I want to point out is in neither one of my experiences did I ever question their honesty. I never questioned their integrity, but I did question, and you pointed it out on the first one, their processes, their systems, you know, 
Customer service, if you really, really want to do it right, it has to be a thing that is so ingrained in your team that they don't even think about it. We are always going to do this. We are always going to treat our customers like this. We are always going to follow this same process or procedure. And if it's a amazing and fantastic process, then you are going to provide that fantastic wow forever. Uh, so, you know, I, I want to make that point is neither one of these companies made me feel like they were dishonest with me, but I did feel, particularly in the second example, that they were negligent, that they they dropped the ball, that that they chose not to do something that really should have been just just a habit. Of course, we're doing it because we always do it. Of course, we're we're following our procedure because we always follow our procedure. But if if you decide that the experience the customer is going to have is going to be decided by how busy you are, if it's going to be decided by who had to call out today, if it's going to be decided by the circumstances going on in your business as opposed to the experience that you want to habitually provide, then you are going to drop the ball on, unfortunately, on a regular basis. I think that's really what happened. The time of day. And I don't care what kind of business it is. I see a a huge difference in Mm -hmm. the treatment at most businesses when it's a half an hour before closing or an hour, you know, whether they close at five, whether they close at eight, whether they close at 10, because it's like mentally they're Mm -hmm. clocked out and mentally they're closed an hour before. And mm-hmm. you see the same thing in restaurants sometimes or other things, and they're vacuuming around your feet while you're, you know, whatever, if you're right. in that, and, and that's, it's horrible. And don't make your problem my problem. And you just brought up the, if somebody called in sick, there isn't anything that makes me want to pull my hair out more. I think sometimes is when I go in somewhere, I don't care if it's a car place, a restaurant, a roofing, whatever, tile mm-hmm. store, Home Depot, I don't care. And then they say, oh, we're shorthanded. You're like, we'll be with you. And they're like almost rude. And it's like, that's not my problem. Then you shouldn't have let this many people in or you shouldn't have sat these many tables or whatever. If you don't have the staff to handle it, then don't take the customers in and, you know, let them know, right. listen, I, I, we'd love to be able to help you, but um, this is where, you know, we're, we're not taking in any other people for the evening or that. And, you know, that's where I love, like, I, I hope that every single entrepreneur and business owner has watched the Ray Kroc story, the, the founder, mm-hmm. that movie, because it was so, I'm very visual and it was so visual of when they were practicing and going through the line, never once did you hear, Anybody yell, oh my gosh, the lines are out of the building. Don't put that dang ketchup on there. We don't got time today. Leave the ketchup off. We don't have time to put it. Or don't put the pickle or whatever, the bun. Just right. be, we, we don't have time to put a bun on. We're shorthanded. Just get it through the line. Never. How, did you right. hear that? Ever. Right. And and if McDonald's did that, which I don't like McDonald's, but the, I do like their fries if they're fresh, but... McDonald's would not be where they are today if every time a customer came in, sometimes you got a bun, sometimes you didn't. Sometimes right. you got a pickle, sometimes you didn't. Sometimes 
So even something as simple as that, like we want consistency. And that's why mm-hmm. chains are so popular because they know the food is hopefully right. going to be kind of the same, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, and I know everybody uses this example, but except for Sundays, you will never find an empty Chick-fil-A line. Nope. Part of it's the food, but honestly, their food's not that amazing. It's no better than most other fast food restaurants. But the expectation I is I'm going to get a high. Right now, I know. Well, I'm I'm a lover of the Lord's chicken myself. Um, I I know, but, but I'm just saying you are dissing you are dissing the 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 Chick Fil A chicken. I'm, I'm going to get saying. a hate mail over this. Episode. I know, I know, but. <laughs> The reason they always have a line, a long line, is there is a higher level of expectation of the kind of service you're going to get at a fast food restaurant. There, there really is. And they've, they've really systemized that customer service experience probably to, to my knowledge, a level that no other fast food restaurant has. And they're so good at it that they don't build they don't build new Chick-fil-A's without an expectation that we're going to need two lines and they're going to need to be able to hold at least 20 cars in each line through the parking lot. They build them today expecting to be that busy and expecting to have to roll through that many vehicles in their drive through There's no McDonald's doing that. I remember the first time my son took me in Georgia because I'm like Chick-fil-A, whatever, you know, I hear everybody talking about it. And he's like, you have to go, mom, because that's like his favorite thing to eat. And I'm like, there's not much that I'm willing to wait online that man. I saw the amount of cars and I'm like, absolutely not. And I started having my little hissy fit and I'm like, I'm not waiting an hour in line to have a whatever Chick-fil-A. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this line will be five minutes. And I said, there is no way that this right. line. And he's like, mom, you'll just see, just trust me. And I was like, mm. you know, just sitting right. there. And then sort of again, we were through the line in five minutes. I couldn't believe it. And he's like, I told you, mom. And I was like, you got me there because I, the, the, the way they have, but you know what you're going to get, you know how they're going to handle the line. And it's exactly the same every time mm-hmm. that I, I, you know, when I go with him, there isn't anything different. And I wonder too, Charlene, mm-hmm. what do you think about? And I know that I, I often tell my, my clients to send their internal customers to a five-star dinner or go and have one as a group or whatever, because sometimes I think people don't know what good is, Mm -hmm. right? And if you've never received five-star service, regardless of what industry it's in, it's hard to say, this is how we we should do it. You know, even the way answering someone, Mm -hmm. you know, when you say, you know, when they're like, can I help you? You Right. And it's like, can you look at my car? Yeah. It's like, instead of that would be my pleasure and, and mm-hmm. simple things like that. And so what, what do you think about people taking their internal customers and for a nice oh, a weekend to reward them because they should be doing things to reward them anyway, mm-hmm. or a dinner or whatever. So like, here, look at the difference, look at the difference in the way somebody takes your order and how they speak with you, right? how they present things. I mean, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? So uh, we're so... <laughs> We have such low expectations today, right? It, it, in just about a, any kind of 
uh, interaction with just about every business. And the expectation for our employees is that's that's good enough because that's the same experience they're having, right? So if you want to bring that higher level of service, absolutely, your team has to be on board. Part of this question is, do you take them somewhere so they can get to see what that exceptional five-star experience looks like for the people they're going to serve? But the other side of it is, are you going to provide those internal customers, those team members with a five-star experience that makes them want to provide that Absolutely. to, to the to people coming around. in your doors? You know, because it really will be seen that way. It, this is what you want me to provide to the people that are making you money, but you're giving me this level of experience as an employee of your business. Why do I want to put forth this level of, of effort? Because a lot of it is effort. You can systemize it, but I can say the same exact systemized customer service scripts and say it, it's a wonderful day here at ABC Plumbing. This is Charlene. It's my pleasure to serve you. How may I serve you? <laughs> or because I love what I do and the people who I work for take great care of me and it's a pleasure to come to work every day. I could be saying, it's a great day at ABC Plumbing and I am so pleased to get to serve you today. My name's Charlene. What can I do to help you today? Just a phone call was going to make a tremendous difference. Absolutely. And we don't want people doing things out of compliance. Mm -hmm. We want them doing it out of commitment, right? And it's, you know how I feel on that, that internal customers should be mm -hmm. treated better than the external customer. Absolutely. Sure. One of the things that, because you alluded to the business that I owned before, I got to hang out with you all day, every day. One of the things that we used to do, and we had to learn the value of this, is at least once a year, and if we could, we tried to do it twice a year, we did exactly that. We took our entire team, all our employees, plus if they had a significant other, their significant other was invited along as well for a uh, weekend retreat. We would close early on Friday. We'd go someplace that was in, you know, decent driving distance, two to three hours max. And part of day one, we would have a room where we would brainstorm and we would ask them what would they like to see happen in the coming year in the business? What were their personal goals? If their spouses wanted to be part of that meeting, they were welcome to be a part of that meeting because a lot of times they have goals for their significant other that it would be helpful for you to know. And then the rest of the time it was all expense paid weekend somewhere exceptionally nice. This was not the Holiday Inn. This was a nice resort, normally by a beach or a big enough city that they had lots of options. And the fact that we would invest that amount of money and the fact that we really sincerely wanted to hear from them, we gave them a five-star experience as an internal customer. None of them had worked for anyone who did that before, not a single one of them. So when I first introduced it and said, hey, we're going to do this, they're like, what, what? 
They really were. They were confused. You know, they probably thought you were crazy. Well, I was probably a little crazy at least. But if you go to, for example, a very nice high-end Michelin star restaurant for your very first time, there's going to be a few confusions because you've never experienced that before. You've never had anyone cater to you like that before. You've never had an experience where two, three, four, five different people were catering to your table all at the same time. I mean, it's a tremendous difference between that experience and, I don't know, say Applebee's, which I like Applebee's, but it's not a Michelin star restaurant. I don't expect the same level of experience, uh, of uh, an experience there. But as a business owner, I can tell you without a doubt, when you start looking at how much does it cost me to offer that extra thing, that forever wow experience, it's 100% you're going to see a monstrous return on that investment if you do it consistently. If you do it consistently, and I can't emphasize that enough because that's what this whole conversation is about. You can't just wow the new customers. You have to wow everybody over and over again. And yes, if you really want to bring the wow, you have to put some money out. But it's going to return multiple ways. It's definitely going to result in customers coming back over and over and over it's definitely going to result in those direct referrals, which, you know, they're, they're still alive and well. Yes, Google reviews have a big impact, but you telling all your friends on a personal post on Facebook or actually talking to them verbally and telling them still has a huge impact as well. It's going to return in steady business. And I think if you have the problem where you can't handle, you can't take in all of the people who want your services, you're honest. You're honest with them. We want to make sure that you get the same exceptional experience you always have. And right now, in order for us to do that, we have to make some changes in our schedule or we're, we're going to have to, even a restaurant that doesn't normally take reservations, if you're really that busy and that popular, maybe you start taking them and you tell people walking the door, you know, we really want you to have that great experience and we understand, gosh, it's about a, an hour wait right now. If you're not comfortable with that, I'll put you on our special reservation book if, if you don't mind coming back tomorrow night. And we will have a table set aside for you tomorrow. You don't have to advertise that you do that, but wow, especially if this is someone who's been a faithful customer for years, you just, you've just given them a wow experience. You're accommodating the situation and finding a way to make it work for them. And I bet when they come in for their reservation the next night, you guys, you get to, they get to walk past everyone because you've already set aside a table for them. That's some good stuff right there. You know, it's just our expectations are so low. It really doesn't take a lot to give people a wow. But it does take a lot to give it to them over and over and over again. For sure. The consistency is that key. You know, I would much rather, and I think most people, I think 99% of the population, at least anyone I ever ask, would rather someone say, 
listen, we cannot provide you with the service that you expect and you deserve if we take you in today, whatever it is. Right. Just let me know that. And then let me decide if I want to have substandard service or whatever it Mm -hmm. is, or maybe I decide to come back another day when it's better. But Mm -hmm. I would much rather that and have give me the choice then allow me to come in and sit down or do whatever and, and wait and wait and wait, and then right. have it be like an hour and a half, two hours, whatever. It makes me crazy. Mm-hmm. So Charlene, you are one of the busiest people I know because half of your life, I think you spent in school and training and learning and soaking up every piece of information like a sponge. And then you use it. I, you know, I know a lot of people that go to school and do all mm-hmm. these certifications and then they don't apply anything, but you actually do it. So you have like a double step. So over the years, this is I've watched you evolve into this this person you were always meant to be, and and so what is one of a the unproductive habit you had that you had to get rid of to be this wonderful version of you? Who? Well, I would probably have to say excessive use of my cell phone, and I think a lot of us fall into that trap. I certainly don't have it perfect. But I think I've reduced the amount of time that I spend on it by about, I know this is going to sound terrible, but probably about two hours a day. Because we don't realize those five minutes here and those eight minutes here and those four minutes there, they add up real quick. And most of our smartphones will tell you how much screen time were you on this phone this week. And that was that was kind of a wake up call when I first started getting those reports on my phone and went, holy (laughs) crap, am I really spending that much time just twiddling on my phone? So consciously changing that habit. And I think that's the the most important part of that 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 sentence, consciously changing that habit made a tremendous difference. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for coming today to talk about the FWE, because I love it. You know, I'm very passionate about that stuff. So I hope that you will be back soon, because as soon as you get done with your other training, I mean, <laughs> it's not a big secret, but it just, it's going to be too hard to explain right now right. In, a, in a couple minutes. And I know you want to present information that will be useful and helpful to everybody. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for inviting me. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. All right, everybody stay safe, make good choices and stay inspired. And I will be back next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.